Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. This is Kevin. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. Let's do it. What's up? <laughs> okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Welcome to the Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger podcast. We're excited to have you along with us. We wish that it was under better circumstances. <laughs> this is a tragedy. We come to you in a time of great tragedy. <laughs> we've come. We've come to subject you to uh, about thirty-seven minutes or so of torture uh-huh. uh, as we break down our last episode, our final episode. Of that, Tango and Cash. That is right. That is right. This How are you is the feeling final, about that? Oh my gosh! I just can't I wait for know. it to be over. I'm, 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 yeah. This one's. I enjoy the movie. Yeah. I enjoy how ridiculously yeah. bad it is, but it's also been like tedious to just to fucking think a lot about this movie. It's just it makes you frustrated. Of all the movies we watched, be better. Yeah, it should be. It has all the pieces to be good. You had two A-listers. Yep. Two of the best of the genre of that time. And this is what they gave us. Uh, Anyway, but yes. It is very, very frustrating. We we hope that you're all doing well. We are coming to you from Houston, Texas. That's right. Kevin is here visiting me. COVID-19 and Saharan dust cloud be damned. Um, The bourbon glasses are full. That's right. Our bourbon glasses are full. Drinking some, well, we're drinking Garrison, brother. You're drinking Garrison, and I'm drinking Uncle Nearest. Okay. Some whiskey. Uh, Tennessee Black Owned Distillery. Shouting out to you guys. This stuff is delicious. Banging job. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll get everybody caught up. What happened last time was that Tango and Cash had broken out of jail, um, devised separate from one another a plan to clear their names by. Uh, getting a hold of the the falsified tape from right. Skinner, yes. the audio engineer, <laughs> uh, that's going to clear their names. Cash met Kiki Tango, and that's is right. and it wants to get all up in that, much to Tango's drag. chagrin. Yeah, um, and they've they've devised a plan. Uh, they they met with Captain Schroeder, who gave them. Rakan slash ponytails information. Slash Rakeen. Yeah, slash Rakeen. <laughs> they shook him down for information, and they now know who Perrette is and where he is. Yes. And and ostensibly are off to make the bacon. That's right. So the final act has been set in motion. That's right. Now. Yeah. And that's where that's where this bitch picks up. <laughs> so so uh, I'm exhausted just telling you that much. We pick up uh, we pick up with Cash taking Tango. 
to see Owen back at the Los Angeles Police Research and Development Lab. Thank goodness. And they're, they're, they're there basically to raid his armory. Right, <laughs> to steal all of his stuff. Yeah. Um, Poor Owen. So Owen reveals to them the RV from hell. It's a sweet van. It's fucking nuts. I mean, I feel like it was probably like a Chevy truck, but with sort of a minivan front end slapped on it. It looks like a a minivan that they kitted out or something. I can't even tell what it's supposed to be. It's nuts, dude. Owen tells him his double armor, bulletproof glazing, 120 millimeter cannon on the driver's side. will go zero to 60 in five and a half seconds. And it says it'll run a 10 second quarter mile. That's like Fast and the Furious speed. That's like super duper souped up drag car speed. And it's got nitrous. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, nice. Nice. Got nice. <laughs> um, so they just they just declare that they're taking it. Yeah, it's a violent yeah, work of we'll, art, and we're we'll stealing take it. it. And uh, they ask Owen to, you go and do some research on this guy Perret for us. Right. Okay. When they we'll fire up that machine, the truck, it sounds like a fucking proton pack. It was yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of great. dude. Um, I love... So Owen's hesitant to let him take it. I love and rightfully so. Like, it's a prototype. But we're not going to put a scratch on it. We're, we're fully insured. <laughs> we're fully insured. How, what does that mean? That's not true. China is here? What the <laughs> hell does that mean? I don't even fully know. Fully insured? I don't even know what the hell that means. Love it. Um, so I'm wondering, they send Owen off to go research Perrette. Yeah. Does Owen fucking have internet going in the other room? Is like, Netscape. what's happening? There was no internet. I, I there was know. no public internet in 1989. They did have the beginnings of databases, though, didn't they? They, I guess so, but how? No one knows who they Perret had, is. They had super, not in the system, but though, they is had he? no. But they had supercomputers. We know, like okay. they had supercomputers in the 60s. That's true. Yeah, but I think it was like the military and college campuses had stuff that I don't know. Surely the LAPD R&D facility has a supercomputer. <laughs> now, suddenly the lab area is filled with smoke or fog. Um, and they fire up the van. That's for all the machines and gadgets, I it's guess. Fucking I don't all carbon monoxide. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to die. Um, but yeah, they, they, they get on out of there. Now via, a car phone or fucking video chat could be anything or whatever we hear owen is telling technology them, we hear owen telling them all about the facility where perrette is and there's right. a lot of construction going on out there uh there's a, you're looking for a main building that's about a mile inside the perimeter a mile inside the perimeter is a long way inside of a perimeter yeah. it was an old air base they said like an army or a air force base yeah so it probably was a lot of acreage or or whatever yeah but you but still think about an airport way. They like, might have, like, the runway is probably a mile long if it was an old whatever it could maybe. be, you know? Is a runway a mile long? I think so, for a big jet. Interesting. Probably. That's a good know. fact. I like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's true. <laughs> I mean, hey, look, don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> but, no. Um, yeah. Uh, how How is Perrette not on the police's radar? He's not I mean, on anyone's he's radar. He's not keeping a very low profile. He's got a fucking massive compound. Yeah, I guess it's out. I mean, but I don't know. I I well, it's don't like know. He's they don't really know. No one knows who he is, but all of his info is in their system, apparently. Apparently, because Owen finds it lickety split. Yeah. So, I love this bit. So as they're driving along, Cash is talking about how you know what I'm. I like your sister. I want to date her, but I'm going to wait for your permission before right. I do it. So. 
which I don't even know if that's a stand-up thing or not, because we're acting like it's not Catherine. Catherine has no say in the matter. She doesn't. She's a woman. It's just... When Tango and Cash decide that Cash can date her, then yeah, that's when it's it will very, happen. It's like horse trading. It's a weird thing happening right now. It's creepy as fuck. Yeah. Um, She's being bartered. <laughs> now, they've, they've arrived now at sort of the outskirts of the base. Right. She's Scoping got like it out. night vision binoculars. It's quiet. But Look, looks quiet. <laughs> Nothing's happening. Well, those are regular-ass binoculars, but when he's looking through them, he's seeing night vision, which I don't know if that... They're from thing. R&D, LAPD. <laughs> Super-duper, freakishly new technology. Yeah. Um, I think Cash says that we're going to get bloody on this one, which is a fucking line from Lethal Weapon. Yeah, this is there's some blatant, blatant ripping off here. There's a lot that happens in this last act that's yeah. not far from original. Um, now, this is when... Uh, you know, yeah. I think Tango says, yeah, he swallows if one of his us pride. If one of, if, we, if one of us doesn't make it back, I just want you to know that you're the best cop that I ever worked with. Which is, that's a high compliment. Yeah. And as, as you know, being the type of an asshole that Tango is, that was hard for him to say. It was. Probably difficult to say, too, because of Stallone. <laughs> it's just hard to it's talk. It's a hard time speaking. Just... I imagine a human being would say it like this. And then and then Cash delivers maybe my favorite line of his in the entire, maybe the best line in the entire. Uh-huh. Well, if you don't make it back and I do, I am going to date your sister. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. It's the best line, best delivery of any anything in the movie Kurt by Russell far. Russell kills in every comedy. Yeah, he's if, so funny. If you've never funny. seen Overboard, Captain Ron... Yeah. Do yourselves a favor and get out there and see this movie. It's, they're not great, but they're fun, and he sells it. He's yeah. just he's likable. He's a hardworking dude. Yeah, he's effervescent. He's that every man that you want to be friends with. Now, we hear some type of noise coming from the truck, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the other of them says something's coming in over the computer. Tango and Tango says it's Owen with information on Perez. Fucking what? How do they have internet in the truck? I want to know how, without even being inside the truck, Tango, who just met Owen, knows it's Owen with info about Perrette. The technology that crops up in this final act blows my fucking mind. Dude. I don't know what's happening. He is fucking talking to them on a video, like video chat inside the car. And the the, the fidelity is better than a Zoom call. Like, like, it's insane. Then the internet... The, was not a thing. Cell phones were just becoming yeah. a technology that existed. Right. They've got crystal clear video calling into that truck. Well, we know car phones existed. Yeah. Because we just watched twins. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shit. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, the technology is mind boggling. I, I wish that I could remember seeing this the first time at like eight or nine years old and, and being like, and, and, and remember, shit. like, what's happening? That's so cool. Because now I'm watching it, I'm like... He's inside the dashboard of that truck. Amazing. Um, it's fucking nuts. Owen dude. does ask them to take it easy, to go in easy in the in the van. Um, <laughs> Tango true. agrees. Oh, um, my gosh. But they don't. Yeah, they, predictably. He just fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah we're going to be subtle or whatever. Cash, cash floors oh. it through the front gate. Now, it was weird that they drove through what appeared to be a gate... But when they come bursting through the gate on the inside, they're like eight feet above the ground, like they had gone yeah, off a ramp I know or something. Too. It, just, it doesn't make any sense. If that gate was open, it would have been an eight-foot drop from right. outside the, yeah. 
Perrette built the, it like that. Fucking Perrette's crazy. Going on. I don't know. It's cool, I guess. I don't know, but immediately they're met like with a fleet of like four by four vehicles and dune buggies. Yeah, there's fucking dune buggies. Dude. It's like it's... Mad Max out there, like the Road Warrior. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. There's these big like heavy machinery, like earth moving. Yeah, I don't even like earth moving things. They things. look like the things that you that they had like the grating things on the bottom, like the graters. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I don't even. There's know. There's all that. sorts of shit going on in there, as if. Well, we'll get to it in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, the Perrette's army is just like ready to rumble immediately. Like they were all on standby with the engines running or something. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, is this all night, every night? They are just locked and loaded? I feel like that would be, that's Perrette's game. Like that's his (laughs) speed. He's been waiting for them to show up probably for days. Well, the mice are finally in his maze, right? (laughs) I guess so. Um, But yeah. He is loving it though from his lair, like watching watching the oh. chase start on his. It's like get up, like he's just like screaming, shrieking. He's got what appears to be hundreds of cameras set up all over the place because he has got a million angles right. that he's watching it all on his on his television on his closed circuit. He reminds me of there's a great Marvel character that the X Men and Spider Man faced off against a lot in the, I think like late '80s, early '90s, named Arcade. And his deal okay. was just like games, like putting the X Men and Spider Man in all these like game situations. Okay, that's why like his name was Arcade. Like so, they, they're like, like super deadly games, and that's what Jack <laughs> Palance's character. That's what Perrette feels like in this situation. Yeah, I love how much Jack Palance was had like committed to that role. Oh yeah, he was just going. For yeah, it, big for time, it. big time. He this dude that gave this performance, rubbing mice against his face and whatever else. He was going to go on to win an Oscar in 1992 for acting. For Curly. <laughs> for in Curly, City Slickers. Best supporting actor. And he deserved it. For I the movie, he was great at that. He was great, but, like, do you also kind of feel like maybe that that was, like, a lifetime, lifetime achievement? Maybe. Nod? Maybe. I'm looking up here to see who Pounce beat out for that Oscar. Uh... The year that he won for Curly? Yeah. I wonder how <laughs> stiff the competition was. Yeah, that'd be interesting to know. Um, if I can find it. He was yes. good in Batman, too. Get me oh, yeah. Lieutenant Eckhart. Amazing. He didn't know how to pronounce Amazing Eckhart. Amazing voice, right? And Jack, <sighs> don't forget, you're Lucky Deck. You. You are number one. A guy. Yeah, very, very recognizable, uh, deliberate delivery of his lines. But, like, but he was that way, like, his whole career. Like, a very, a very... Um, a very unique delivery. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a, a style all his own, and yeah. a very severe-looking human being. Like his facial features weather. are are like, like almost like animal-like. He looks like a predator, like a cat yeah, or something. I see that with the high, high cheekbones. Yeah, yeah, dude. I, I fucking dig him, dude. He's he's awesome. Um, Tell me everything about Jack Palance. I couldn't find the. I couldn't. It wasn't easy to find here, so I've abandoned my search. Okay. All um, right. We'll just resume the movie here. All right. Fine. So, there they. What fucking, year was that? Ninety. It would have been the ninety-two Oscars. The movie came in ninety-one. Okay. Um, we've got trucks with rocket and missile launchers mounted on the roof that are just launching missiles at this thing. Because that's the kind of firepower you can afford, I guess, when I you're correct. Fucking A, man. Um, 
nothing though seems to be able to penetrate the truck, which is sort of what Owen promised. It was like a bulletproof tank yeah. almost. Bulletproof glazing all over, baby. Yeah, man. Uh, but what got me is Tango and Cash. They're not taking anybody out. Like no. they're just driving around. More more people are being taken out by their own friendly fire than are being taken out by Tango and Cash. I found the answers to your question. Oh shit! Do you want to know who the nominees oh, for yeah. the nineteen ninety two Best Supporting Actors were? Ninety two. Starting from the top, Tommy Lee Jones, JFK. Yeah. Okay. He killed. Ben Kingsley and Bugsy. Okay. Don't don't know the movie that well. I think it was a Warren Beatty flick. Yeah, it was where he plays Bugsy Siegel, the founder of Vegas, Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, Michael Lerner in the movie Barton Fink. Yeah. Collins. Um, Harvey Keitel also Bugsy. Okay. I need to see Bugsy. And then like. Jack Palance, City Slickers. Okay, so it wasn't like there wasn't a glaring over guy who should have gotten over him to mm. me. <sighs> I don't remember any of those other performances. I'm trying to remember who Tommy Lee Jones played in JFK. Was he, did he play? Uh, um, he was. I feel like. He, uh, hold on. He was kind of like I don't want to say the wrong thing here. I know what you're saying. He was like an old gay guy, right? Yeah, he yeah. was. Was he? He was supposed to be. He was a dandy. He was like an old dandy. Like in, in New Orleans or wherever, and like he had information on yeah, he had like helped. information on Oswald or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Clay Shaw was the character's name okay. that he played. I loved that movie, dude. It was great. I don't know how fa- factually accurate it is, but you come out and watch If it's factually accurate, yeah. then Lee Harvey Oswald did not act alone. No. Yeah, and doing that. There was some other shit going on for sure. I I think we need to pop in Bugsy at some point, too, and see what Ben Kingsley and Harvey Keitel are all about. Yeah, that sounds legit. It's crazy that Harvey Keitel has storied a career in as many, like, Scorsese and then Tarantino is like everyone, and then now Wes Anderson uses him, too. It's like he's, he's just in so many great movies and... So many great directors love to use him because he's such yeah. a badass that he's never... He's never won anything? I don't think so. I don't know either. <laughs> don't, we don't want to be wrong. Never going to never gonna not look something up. Never going to give you hope. Never going to look this up. Never going <laughs> to... He's also known as Mayor Harvey Keitel. What? Yeah. Good for him, Your Honor. Oh, here we go. Yeah, he was nominated for Bugsy... Academy Award and Golden Globe, um, and he's that's in the it. piano. I remember that one, but I don't. Maybe he didn't win shit for that. But that's it. Those are the only Academy Award and Golden Globe. And these like a bunch of Independent Spirit Awards and stuff like that. That's a bummer. Harvey Keitel, we salute you. What what movie are we talking about? Oh, well, all right. Let's get back to Tango and Cash. All right, yeah. Well, <laughs> you were, no so, so, yeah, so you were talking about you were talking about the fact that they've not hit shit this whole time. Let's and yeah. For the longest time, I noticed that the like the cannon they have mounted on the side of the thing uh-huh. is like not firing. They're just driving around basically in circles while the bad guys shoot at them and shoot each other and blow up their own vehicles and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and complaining about how this is a maze. We're in a pit and. I like the maze idea. I wish we made me seen... think. Did Perrette have his Earth-moving equipment, like make a maze? 
within there because he was always planning to hopefully lure them into his maze and trap them. And wouldn't you have hoped to have seen like an overhead shot yeah. of the maze or seen them driving through different parts of it? Oh hell yeah, that would have made so much more sense because as it is, it's like they're just driving around in circles in like it looks like a motocross like yeah, track or something. Totally. There should have been some dudes on dirt bikes. That would have been well. sweet. Yeah. Not, they would have been, like, run over by that <laughs> tank, but whatever. They get shot at by some rockets that don't kill them, but sort of propel the vehicle. Yeah, I set it Air on goes fire. Airborne. Right. It's flying, uh, I think, Tango asked Cash where you wanted to drive, and he said Stevie Wonder, which is sort of a diehard joke. Uh, or a joke that was... Who's done. driving the car, Stevie Wonder? Exactly. We neglect to mention Willis when we talk about funny action stars. Bruce Willis. Willis is a killer on the on the humor. He's got timing. That was his thing. It still is his thing. He's awesome. They're driving through flames and, uh, yeah, like and he's like, in. we're on fire. And he's like, yeah, now we're cooking, which is a fucking exact lift of a line, another line from Lethal Weapon. You think they were just like, we don't have a script, so just grab what you can and I run. I don't know, They're just like man. plagiarizing. It is weird. Blatant plagiarism. Um, all of a sudden, they're monster trucks. Fuck because of I, course there are. There are monster trucks arrive on the scene. I, I don't even uh, imagine the alarm goes off and someone yells, "Hurry, go fire up the monster trucks! Get the grave digger ready!" Like, yeah, it's fucking nuts, dude. Perret, like Perret. all twelve-year-olds, is losing his shit. He screams, "Get the son of a bitches!" That's not how you say it, but. No, sons of bitches, right? Yeah, sons of bitches, not son of a bitch. Get the son of a bitches. Maybe he's not familiar with curse words. I don't know. Uh, You should say that line because you do the good pounds. No, I I liked your delivery. (laughs) We don't need to go back. (laughs) That was (laughs) snarf. Uh, We're good. Uh, So, yeah, then Cash announces that they're almost out of gas. They fucking show up on empty? I feel like that truck just gets terrible gas mileage. It would. But fucking top it off before you get there. I think maybe they did. From L.A. out to the middle of nowhere, that thing probably doesn't get great oh, gas mileage. And I then, wasn't thinking about the fact they had to drive way the fuck out And there. then now they've been cruising around, like, avoiding. Yeah, they might only get and, 120, and 200 miles in the tank. And I'm pretty sure that using NOS, while also not great for the engine, <laughs> is, like, terrible for your gas mileage. NOS, dude. NOS. Nitrous oxide system. What a lovely day! Oh, my gosh. That movie is badass. Yeah, it is. Anyway, um, that doesn't fall in our era of Arnold, though, sadly. No, that, that movie's chase sequences are good. <laughs> <laughs> they did not learn from Tango and Cash's no. uh, stuff. But I read where they shot all these sequences with 11 different cameras, at least at any one moment, because the stunts were so dangerous they didn't want right. to have to do them multiple times. Makes sense to me. Uh, yeah, I guess so, man. But, um, yeah. It's at this point too that one of the I, I, Tango I think finally gets a shot off that lands. It it goes home and hits a guy in one of the Earth movers. Yeah, and it to Tango, like Tango shoots him and it like rolls over and causes like a giant explosion because it runs into like some barrels, flammable epic, liquid, epic barrel explosions. Uh, and it, yeah. I like that it rolls off like the smallest little ledge and like ever, <laughs> but there are all kinds of barrels. Yeah, man, this thing blows up for some reason. Cash is saying, well, that must be the last of them. What? They haven't, haven't killed taken anyone. out anybody. They've done the nothing. The way I see it, there's still multiple monster trucks, 
multiple other tr- trucks in the Doom buggies. At one point, right before this, they rounded a corner and there were like forty guys with machine guns, and they didn't do anything to them. They haven't. They haven't killed. I don't think anyone themselves no. yet. Oh, they rolled that one down, which I guess. Unless we're guy. supposed to believe that that like one hundred and twenty millimeter cannon on the side was like. Taking dudes out and we it just weren't seeing it. It did eventually shoot. I it wonder did. how that target. What's the targeting system like? Who's on Who's shooting the cannon? Yeah, is because it, uh, Tango screen within the Tango is area? hanging out the door, With unblocked. The, like it could only be. Yeah, it could. Cash would have had. And to. maybe there's a trigger to just make it shoot. But you can't target it. But you're it's not, just, just spraying. It, whatever. Just it's indiscriminate fixed, spraying. It's aimed at a fixed spot. Yeah. I don't know. I just rolled my eyes. You guys can't see it. They should have brought Owen with them. Yeah. That would have been awesome if Owen had been strapped in there like a weapon system. Yeah, he could have been in the back working the thing. I don't fucking know. But, um... Why are you guys ignoring me? (laughs) Then two more of the big earth mover things roll up on either side of the the vehicle. Crushing them. And, uh... Don't go he between says, them. Well, go between like, them. Are you crazy? One of them says to the other, what the hell is that? And the other one says, well, you can rule out the welcome wagon. It's like, this is just jokes, man. We don't Why need them. The jokes? We don't need them. This ain't the moment, dude. No. What, what percentage of these lines do you think we're getting laughs in the theater? Zero percent. <laughs> Zero. What I percentage? Think, I like to think of the movie theater being... Completely silent except for the sound from the movie. What percentage of the seats of ticket goers do you think were still there at this point in the movie? Well, so this movie grossed ten million, not even ten million more than it 8 made. Eight million more than it cost. Yeah, eight, eight million more than it cost to make. Yeah. So not many. Yeah. Oh fuck. I think I like to think of it as like two kids in there, like me and you, on any given day. We we paid for this shit. Oh, my god! But gosh. I, I, I would have gone I would, to see it, probably. I would have if I'd been old enough, but yeah, I wasn't old enough. Yeah, we were eight, seven. Yeah, I saw it. I must have seen it on VHS, like, the year after it came out. Yeah, dude. I dug it, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, Owen is not happy that his baby is getting, like, fucked up. And rightfully so. Yeah. But he is, he's hilarious. Dude, you guys aren't holding out on me, are you? Poor Owen. Oh, what's that noise? <laughs> it's, it's your baby. Don't worry. We're fully insured, though. Not. We're not. That's a lie. So um, they're like, we got to get, they're getting sandwiched between two of those big bulldozers. Yeah. And they're like, we got to get out of this vehicle. Right. So they start, he's like, give me a gun. And he hands him a little, like, snub nose. Which something. I thought was funny because it's like the whole movie, the 38 has been like Tango's. Like, that's his thing. Why did he hand that one off? Why all of a sudden was he, it's, he oh, needed a bigger it's gun? It's only to set up the line of, from Cash, why is yours bigger than mine? And Tango says, genetics, peewee. Okay. Sure. Penis joke. Yeah. yeah. They abandoned <laughs> ship jokes. through the sunroof of the van, take over the controls of the earth movers. Right. It's, it's sad as they're rolling away to see the wreckage of the Aww. prototype sitting there crushed to bits. And I found that to be symbolic. It's like a metaphor for any semblance of plot in this movie. It's like just because it looks cool and it might could be an effective plot tool and actually help things make sense in principle, it doesn't mean we're gonna do anything with it. We're just they gonna we're gonna wreck to its fullest. We're potential. gonna wreck it. It was like this thing looks great. It should work, but fuck it. It's gonna we're gonna destroy it and ruin it. That that van was this movie. Absolutely. Poor fucking Owen. It's like. 
Uh, how come you guys aren't talking to me anymore? Come on. Come on, you guys. Um, I love his voice. I do, too. I do, too. Awesome dude, man. Now, Perrette looks like semi-defeated. He's very deflated. Yeah, he's like, Big shit, time. we were supposed to get him. The two dudes, uh, Tango and Cash, they finally start shooting some guys. Right. I feel like this is almost the first kills of the movie, really. Well, where they drive through the warehouse? Uh, well, when they shoot the guys who are driving the bulldozers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, then, those are the first guys they, they killed since yeah, they got there. They commandeer the bulldozers. Right. And that's when they're like, all right, now, remember, be careful. There's some Ciao. type of shit. And they just drive these bastards right into the warehouse. In a warehouse full of crates marked U.S. Army, U.S. Marine Corps. Yeah, that raises all sorts of questions. But what, like, So they drive through opposite ends of the building, I guess, and then wreck into each other. They Why? smashed into Why? each other. I don't know. They're not expert at driving these things yeah, but for one. Like, it's not like you didn't see him coming. <laughs> anyway, fuck it. And then a giant gun the battle crate, ensues. The crates were clearly empty as well. Right. Like, so, well, they'd already emptied all the crates out. The guns were there. Uh, they should get rid of those empty crates. Right? Yeah, it's just it's a hazard. But it, so, what's going on? Is Perrette, Is he? Where's he? Is he stealing the guns from the military? Is that what we think? Or That's is he selling I, guns to the military? Maybe both. Mm. Or he's or he's gonna sell. Well, he but he's unloading those guns. They've been okay. unloaded. All the guns are just sitting. So they're out. being stolen from the. From the armed forces for, for his for his own private army he sells and them dist- on the black market. Maybe he and distributes stuff, them to like his yeah to He's his an like arms dealer to his web of drug goons all over the country or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. Then yeah, they start. There's it becomes a little shoot 'em up. I feel like each one of the guys saves the other one's they life. They do. They do indeed. At this moment, this is when Quan Lopez and they finally take up arms. They finally taken up arms. They're finally going to get their wish of dealing with Tango and Cash hand to hand, like man to man. For God knows what reason, they seem very confident that they're going to be able to take Tango and Cash out. They've been asking for this for an hour and forty minutes. Uh, James Hong, I feel like, finally gets to talk, and he says, <laughs> "Let let them come. We're ready." What? No, you're not. I <laughs> can tell just... you, they're ready. They're ready to go. <laughs> well, they think they're ready. But I love that Perrette's just like not talking. He like walks over and takes a mysterious female hand that already looks like it's poised to push the button. It's like already got the finger no, on. The index finger is extended. And and then forces it to press a button. On this chromed out remote control. <laughs> Perrette's nothing if not ostentatious. <laughs> I mean, which activates the uh, the warehouse's self-destruct system. What? Perrette's crazy. What's happening? He's a nihilist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about anything. This dude's like, I have this thing built with a fucking wire to blow. Yeah. But, so when would you use that? Other than like, now when the when the feds are closing in on you or something? Yeah, maybe? I mean, not to use a like a tacky reference, but if you're about to go like Branch Davidian, like that's okay. this is your nuclear option. Because I just like it's got a pretty long countdown on it. I can't remember. What was, was it? 10 11. Minutes it was 15? 11 minutes. 11 minutes. Something okay. strange. 11 minutes or I 13 feel like minutes. If, maybe it was 13 or 14 minutes. If the FBI is raiding the place or something. I don't feel like you'd want a lengthy countdown. You'd want it to just be, I press the button and it blows instantly. Maybe that number had some significance for Perrette. <laughs> oh, shit. Perrette. Yeah, who the fuck knows, The man. world's craziest villain. He is He is a comic book, like, cartoon he, bad he guy. He is a danger to himself. Like, he's so, he's such a bad villain. Like, it's like none of his plans work out. 
the, just, yeah, just the fact that that building has a self-destruct system is insanity. Right. Well, he also sniffs mice, so. <laughs> and then they quickly reveal that surprise is Catherine. That he got Catherine. No, oh, no. Kiki. How? Why was that not shown? Uh, I can't tell you. I guess Ponytail got her. Ponytail's there now as well. Yeah, he is there. So he got off that rooftop where they left him uh-huh. bound and gagged or whatever. Um, I might that he had to have been the one to get Kiki, but how would they know where to find her? They have guys on the inside at the police. Okay, they gave up his address. Probably. Okay, that's the only thing I can think of. I feel like they, there's no reason not to show that because they didn't leave it as a big. Are you sad that it's not in the movie? Do you they, want this movie yeah. any longer? Yes. You need to... I treat us with a modicum of respect. This movie is proof that <laughs> that Hollywood hates its customers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that it's like, these, no these idiots will watch anything we put in front of them, and we these will. Brainless morons. <laughs> and we, and, and we, we will. Look at us now. It's true. <laughs> 30 um, years later. <laughs> so, it's true. Um, downstairs, the boys are checking out the bomb, and yeah. they decide that our only play is to get Perret. Yeah. They scoop up some of the very futuristic-looking weapons that yeah. are down there. They, those are not, like, regular guns. Um, um, so now they enter the inner web of the complex. Right. Quan, uh, right. Tong, just appears and is instantly dispatched. Right. He, he doesn't even get a shot off, I don't think. It's like, why? Like, you've been all movie asking to take care of these guys, and then given the opportunity, yeah. is mowed down in seconds. James Hall deserved better than that. He did. That's my dude, man. I love that man. I'll be sad when he passes. That's going to be... I'm going to be sad. I will be sad with you. We'll he's cry together. Got, uh, he's got, I think, the most acting More credits, film credits than anyone. of anyone in history. Yeah. That's incredible, dude. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he's, he's been working steady for fifty or sixty years. He's amazing. Yeah, incredible. Doing the thing, represent representing Asian Americans big time. Yeah, to the max. Um, awesome. I man. like that you also said that he deserved a better ending. He also deserved a stunt double that looked his <laughs> age. <laughs> there was like a young Asian dude. It was a young dude stunt doubling for him. It's terrible. It's it's terrible. really bad. It was really bad. Um, and then. Similarly, Cash takes out Lopez. He like, shoots him through the drywall, like sort yeah. of through the wall. He shoots him up. But he's not dead. Surprise. Surprise. He pops up with his gun. Cash, he... he like what? pushes Tango out of the he way. He pushes Tango out of the way, saves him, takes a bullet in his arm. Right. Which appeared to like hit him right in the elbow, which I would imagine would hurt as bad as a kneecap. Yeah, there's all kinds of like cartilage and tendons right there at your elbow and like so Lopez and Quan are completely worthless and maybe now you kind of understand why Perrette didn't want them to try to handle it because they're ineffective but it's okay, also hysterical handle, yeah it's hysterical mm-hmm. to me that Cash gets shot and the stakes are no higher than they were a moment ago he I've been he, shot plenty of times no big the gunshot wound is yeah completely brushed off he says yes I think Tango asked if he's okay he said yeah clean eggs I've been shot plenty of times then what's the point of him being shot? Right. Why Why is that a thing? It doesn't slow him down. It never is really, like... He's fine. And he also he can still way. hold the gun just fine, too. It's like yeah. his arm is not hurt at all. It's yeah. amazing. 
He's probably they're all in, they're all on speed. <laughs> so now they've made their way to his to the inner sanctum. Yes, they're exploring Perret's lair again. It cannot be overstated how ridiculous this setup is that he's got in no. there. A wall of monitors, and there's like sculptures and statues yeah. and neon flashing like light installations. It doesn't make any sense. Fucking the maze, the mouse maze bar. But I love the colorful doodle of the word boom with an exclamation mark that's on the desk. Did Perrette draw that? It's hilarious to think about Perrette over there with like his colored pencils. (laughs) Yeah, colored pencils, totally. And then Rakeen slash Rakam pops out on the, or pops up on the TV wall. Yes. And he's got Kiki and he's got, he's like, Got his straight razor <laughs> holding her, like threatening her. But he's in the same room yeah. that they're in. So there's a camera. There the has camera. to be a camera set up. There's a or, camera somewhere. Or the AV guys are there, like. Uh, just off screen. You don't see them. Yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Tango immediately drops his gun and, like, it's like he's got. Cash has got yeah. Rakeen lasered up. Yeah. And, yeah. but Tango's like, drop your gun now. It's like freaking out. And he, I think Cash is telling him he can take him. Right. But then Rakeen pulls her hair back, and he's got the grenade duct taped to her neck. But he doesn't, like, have the pin pulled or anything like that. It's not like he's... All I'm saying is Cash could have shot him, and it would just have been over. Is But also, is Rakeen slash Rakan going to pull the pin and blow them all up? Is that is Are we at that point in the game where he's like, I'm going to commit suicide? I'll die just to take you guys out? Maybe. I'm calling that bluff. I don't bluff. know how crazy I'm he is. I'm calling that bluff. Um, suddenly, so yeah, Cash is convinced I'm going to drop my gun now, too, so we all don't die. Yeah. And then this is, this is the part of the movie where we talked in a previous episode about face the goon face with the yes. huge jaw was yes. taken too soon he, he he was yes please he was this taken too soon moment to step out of the shadows right because we're about to have the big fist fights right the hand-to-hand combat instead a weird karate man materializes right some Sunny, miscellaneous goon comes out and starts like taking their weapons and it's like face face was prematurely killed you needed face here so that the fight could mean more than him just fighting some arbitrary guy. Yeah. Like yes. the, the fight would have, like the stakes would have been higher. Yeah. And that's the thing about this movie for this. is the state. There no the stakes are never high in this movie ever. Yeah. Not ever. even not in this one moment? time. No. <laughs> no, because you're Kiki's you're, you're gonna fight line, a right? random you're gonna fight a random guy that he's just showed kill, up. He's gonna kill Tango. No chance. No. Yeah. That would have been awesome if he did, though. I wish the I kind of wish Karate Guy had killed Tango. That would have been a twist. You'd have been like, "Well, shit." Or if Cash had killed Tango, nobody would have walked out saying, "I called that." I yeah. knew that was going to happen. That would have been amazing. That anyway, this shit. Yeah. So yeah, like Rakan lets Catherine go, and thus begins the fighting. Now we got Cash fighting against Rakan, Rakin, Ponytail, Rakan. and and uh, Tango is fighting against Karate Man. Should be swapped. I feel like Tango right? should have gotten to fight. The ponytail. Yeah, because he was he's, threatening he's Kiki. He's holding his sister. Right. And But yeah. again, this movie makes no fucking sense. And they had their sort of showdown on the rooftop. Right, exactly. You would think that Rakan would feel like he now, owes If Face Tango had something. been there, it should have been Face fighting Tango. And then you would have... Because 
because Cash and Face had well, no. Maybe beef. that's why we're thinking about like Stallone made this movie where he was the the bigger star. Yes. So it's like all the bad guys want to kill me. True. All the bad guys they want to kill me. Okay. <laughs> I'm just ready. Best. Let's do it. <laughs> Fuck you, Stallone. The fights are kind of boring, are they not? They're as anticlimactic as a end of the movie fight has ever been. <laughs> oh well, well, with one nice bad guy move, uh, Ponytail yeah. sort of starts yeah. thumbing at at uh, Cash's gunshot wound. Yeah, in that's the arm. a nice move. That's a I great like bad that. guy move. Also, we get like, of course, Tango Stallone is equal to the task of fighting a martial artist yes. without being a martial artist himself. During the course of their fight, the maze bar gets broken. <gasps> I bet fucking Perrette was pissed. Yeah, he was foaming at the mouth. Livid. <laughs> Not the bar! <laughs> My mice! You bastards! <laughs> you son of bitches! Son of a bitches. Yeah. Um, it's nuts. And so in the middle of his fight with Rakan, Rakan, Cash produces a grenade, Plan C, and does that old familiar thing where he shoves it down Rakan's pants again and then kicks him down a flight of stairs <laughs> yes. and, he, and he explodes. That was a pretty good kill. Fubar, big time. Big time. Don't you wish that some blood and guts had blown like up the stairs? Yeah, I guess there should have been. There should have been blood and guts mm. and bones and stuff, but it there weren't. It was pretty fucked, though. That was a rough way to go, man. Meanwhile... Tango kicks a guy through a coffee table, and that was it for him. That puts Karate Man out of commission. That was all he needed. What? Yeah, that's weak. That was. That's weak. what I'm saying. Is like, no stakes. There are no stakes in this movie. Now, at this moment, a big panel in the wall opens up to reveal Perrette in a goddamn hall of mirrors. But naturally. With Kiki as a hostage. Uh-huh. So what? he's got a mouse maze how, and a hall of mirrors. How did this hall of mirrors come into existence? Did he have a guy? I'm telling you, he designed him a hall of mirrors. Yes. Fucking evil magician or yes. fucking carnival man? Yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> it's like the illustrated man in um, something wicked this week. <laughs> that was nuts to me, dude. Yeah, uh, there's nothing about Perrette that makes sense. No, no. he's. Like insane. He's lost it. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's losing well, he, his money. He's, for when the one great score comes to mark against your name, he writes not that you won or lost, but how you played the game. The fuck? What <laughs> bullshit? So that's from uh, an early 20th century sports writer okay. named Grantland Rice, who is apparently known for his prosaic style. Interesting. Like, he's, like, he's like very flowery prose. Where did that come? To the screenwriter's pen from. No one knows. Like, oh, I've always liked that quote. Or maybe Palance was like, I'll tell you what I ought to say here. But somehow, just really quickly, Tango and Cash both have sort of figured out which which Perrette in this hall of Perrette mirrors I like, is they're the real scoping Perrette. They're scoping him out and having this conversation back and forth. That's while, true. While Perrette is up there, like, <laughs> delivering his much too long bad guy soliloquy. They're not listening and to him. And we can't hear a word he's saying. He's that oh. unimportant. That's what I'm saying. The stakes aren't high. He's he's so unimportant as a villain yeah. that it doesn't matter what he's saying. There's zero chance the bad guys were ever going to win. Just that is that simple. It's, I'm surprised they even showed him. <laughs> it should have been just on them. Kept, there he is. Let's shoot him. So they decide, right, that they're going to, we're both going to shoot him on the count of three. Right. In the kneecap. Right. We're going to take him out, shoot him in Incapacitate. So then they both just cap him in the head on the count of two. On the count of two. Cash used the goddamn boot gun. 
Which, if you remember had. earlier from the movie, he missed wildly when he was fighting the scarecrow. Scarecrow earlier, <laughs> he he shot a TV that was like nowhere close to where Scarecrow was, and he's he so he basically risked shooting Kiki. He was gambling with her life. With Kiki's life, I want to get the kill in too. Um, uh, but they doubled shot him both in the forehead and she passes out immediately she's like yeah, in that was shock weird. she's unconscious she must now. be in shock maybe um, I have no T- idea Tango says that like he noticed that he knew that which Perrette was real because the ring was on the wrong hand in the mirrors while Cash claims to have noticed the monogram was backwards yeah those I crazy they guys they didn't show us any of this on no. screen so we're I'm just, just we're like, just like sure. looking at their eyes whatever you say guys yeah absolutely um, now Kiki woke up from being unconscious very quickly. Cat, or Tango was just like, oh, she's coming around. Slap. I wish he slapped her. Oh, man. Just, that, that would have been par for the course for this movie. <laughs> Catherine, wake up. Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they grab Catherine and they run out of there as the, ta- as the countdown on the self-destruct is running out. Right. As is always going to happen. Always. Kiki looked fucking great. She's in good shape. And this place blows sky high. I feel like, though, it didn't seem like a real practical explosion. It looked like an optical effect to It me. did. It did not look... Yeah, it did not look like a practical yeah. effect. So then uh, Tango delivers just a line that makes no sense. Looks like there's a lot of new pollution in the sky tonight, and they call it Perrette. Good one. What? He's was terrible. it supposed to be funny? Yes. And Stallone What was the joke? I don't know. I don't know what the like. I mean, I, I, yeah. <laughs> somebody, somebody wrote that line. Somebody put pen to paper and thought that this was a good. Someone thought that was funny. I'm wondering, like, how like a Hollywood studio process works. So I'm wondering, like, it's someone at a studio had, like, had to have seen that. Would have had to like look at that and sign off yeah, on that it. That works for me. Or yeah, did they solid. have a dozen different jokes and they're like, this one seems the best. I'm telling you, it it seems like it was run through Google Translate, like in Portuguese and then into English. <laughs> or in English, then Portuguese, and then back into English or something. Uh, yeah, the it's humor terrible. was lost. Fucking terrible. Um, I love that like Tango and Cash are like bickering outside. Right and that, back and, at and it. That, and yeah. that like uh, – Cash is flirting with Kiki, and he's like, well, I'm probably going to lose my arm on account of saving him. Very, yeah. like, Jack Burton delivery of that no, it line. Was, it was wonderful. And then Tango is talking about how, you know, you, you got sloppy and you slipped. Like, it was just weird. It's, it's just fucking weird. It's not well-crafted. Then they just move into discussing how it's up to them and not Catherine whether, you know, Cash is going to be allowed to date her or not. Right. Fucking weird, dude. It's the, yeah, it's, it's super problematic. creepy. Catherine does She's not seem laughing. to mind this at well, all. Well, she, she seems to like the fact that Cash is, like, all about her. That he's, like, saying, I'm going to date her, and, like, we're going to go out. And she's, like, super into him, like, like, being flirty with her. He says something, I've certainly earned this, the right to date your right. sister. Right, she's into and it. And he says, over my dead body... And uh, Cash says, deal. Yeah. And then they It would have been amazing if he'd shot him in the face. (laughs) It killed him. Epic. And Kiki would have been like, finally. Wow. But (laughs) no, they just exchange an epic high five. It's it's almost on a Dylan Dutch, like... Yeah. Like, 
it's fucking grasping, just, straining. They're flexing forearms or something, but they, yeah. Epic high five, freeze frame, uh-huh. just transitions into newspaper shot number 12. Thank goodness. Heroes again. Tango and Cash back on the force. Roll credits. Roll and fucking I've, credits. I've never been more excited to see the credits roll in a movie before <laughs> in my entire life. There's that other little headline on the front page beside the main one that said, Ask not what the critics say, which I feel like was a commentary on the film. Like, uh, still we lo- know that this is a piece of shit. Don't th- worry about the critical response. Stallone, like, notoriously had a hard time, maybe still does, with bad reviews. Like, he, particularly he personally as a thin yeah. skin? Like, I feel like we talked about this at some point, maybe maybe in our discussion of Over the Top, but that he, like, accosted Roger Ebert in a yes. hallway and, like, okay. like, kind of, like, bowed up against him next to a vending machine. It was like, you know, I don't care if you didn't like the movie. Just don't talk about my performance. And you just, like, don't make it personal or something like that. Like, tell basically told him, like, you can have a problem with the movie, but don't single me out. That's a critic's job, though, is to yeah. point out these things. I, and I feel like after this came out, that it would this would have been my mission. <laughs> like my mission now is to like I feel like a, a renewed you know fire to fight social injustice. My mission should be to like hound Sylvester Stallone just <laughs> to the tweet end of his at days. Him, Instagram, at be like him. man, what's wrong with you? Like Dude. <laughs> Rocky and Ram, First Blood, so good. What happened? He's gonna make the trip to Houston to fucking fight you. <laughs> Would you fight him right now? He's no. He's got old man strength. <laughs> yeah. You Do you think, think he's like so arthritic though that he can like maybe? Or you think he's still like a badass? You might could knock him down. You might could break I feel him like up. I'm faster than him. Would can he move like me? <laughs> <laughs> If you don't get that reference, go back and listen to our, our kickboxer series. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, this movie, it, you know what's sad is that this movie came out in a year with a bunch of amazing movies. Tell me about 1989. Let me tell you about this 1989. Movie came out, this movie came out December 22nd, 1989. It was... It was Stallone's Christmas gift to the world. <laughs> Shit. I feel like it's a Christmas present from a deadbeat dad. It took you to yeah. Toys R Us and told you that you could spend six bucks. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about 1989. All right, so we're only going to give you the rundown of like action movies that released that year or similar awesome movies. Um, other movies that released that year that were... Also great, but not in the genre where, like, Dead Poet Society, When Harry Met Sally, uh, yeah. Rain Man. Yeah. Um, but the the movies that, that we love that came out this this year, 1989, Batman, Tim Burton. Oh, yeah, Was the number one grossing movie of the year. Fucking deserved it. Followed right on the, Jack Palance. That's right. Hell yeah. Followed right on the heels by Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Fucks hard. Um... Uh, we'll just go down the list of action flicks. Uh, it was the year of sequels, as you pointed out. Yes. Lethal Weapon 2, Ghostbusters 2, Back to the Future 2. Then we get Twins, which we watched tonight. Oh, so yes. Good. The Abyss, oh, yeah. Karate Kid Part 3, Roadhouse. Swayze was busy making Roadhouse. <laughs> oh, Roadhouse. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, how would this movie have been any better if it had been Kurt Russell and Swayze? Of course. Oh, it would have been awesome. It would have been anyone else 
and Kurt Russell would have been an a milk carton. And Kurt Russell. I bet you. I bet you Schwarzenegger and Kurt Russell would have been Mr. Badass. Spell and Kurt Russell as yeah. Tango and Cash. Uh, Van Damme and Kurt Russell would have worked. Yeah. Um, also, so yeah, after Roadhouse, Tango and Cash. Yeah. Um, kickboxer Van Damme. Hell yeah. Police Academy Six, City Under Siege. <laughs> I love that shit. When I was like watching it, probably around the same era. Yeah. That movie was fucking crazy. I feel like that movie might have featured monster monster trucks as well. I think yeah, High Tower drives went around at one point. And then rounding out our list, I think it was it was in the eighties as far as grossing movie, or maybe even further down the list. But another obscure Van Damme movie, Cyborg, was a a, a canon film. I I my. I remember watching that at one point, or starting to watch it. We might have and to give that one a treatment. And my mom walked in on the early sequence, and he was like crucified or something. Yeah, it's and hard. And my mom was like, "You're not watching this." It's hard to watch. It it's very it, that movie's so dark. Okay. It's crazy. So I I did not grow up watching that one. I have no familiarity with yeah, it. Yeah, I I remember watching that one because that one was one that would come on TBS at like two in the morning or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, so the movie more out. or less bombed. I mean, it broke even. It didn't lose money. Right. We're not even sure that it, it was released overseas. Yeah, it doesn't. See, it doesn't seem to have had any overseas gross. Right. Which maybe it didn't release. I don't know why it wouldn't have. This seems like a movie that's made for overseas. Right. Um, and you kind of feel like the the if they dubbed it in a foreign language, like if they'd taken it and reworked the script, that maybe they would have fixed it. <laughs> it would have been better. True. Um, I love this excerpt from this review that I think you and I both read that was just breaking down the, you know, the performances of our leads. Right. And it said, Kurt Russell makes acting seem effortless, as natural as breathing, whereas Stallone isn't even convincing as a plausible human being, let alone whatever character he's supposed to play. They're natural opposites as actors and human beings. I see that. It's spot on. That like I feel like I wrote that. Like yeah. There's nothing said, there's nothing human even, about Stallone. He's he's not even acting the way um a living breathing person would act. It's like it's like an alien has landed on earth and is like I <laughs> I feel like I've heard people talk like this before. <laughs> this is where you talk to your sister, right? This is the way that people interact. This is an interaction. Is that a proposal? I want to talk to Kesh. <laughs> I want to talk to Kesh. Fuck yeah, Stallone. Jesus Christ, um, dude! Supposedly the production of this movie was just like filled with problems, it, which you it, can it imagine. Shows. Like you can't watch this movie and be like, "Yeah, this is, everything went to plan." We mentioned this before, but Swayze apparently was supposed to play the role of Cash and bailed. Right? Do you think it's because he? the script was a piece of shit? I, there was no script. I think that when Principal Photography had started and okay. there was no script, that he was probably like, nah. I'm also wondering if by this point, like, Stallone had started to develop that that uh, reputation yeah. and that Swayze was like, work with and him? Swayze is like, I don't, like, because I kind of feel like Swayze would be the kind of guy that would kill him. <laughs> Oh, like rip his throat out. Yeah. Hit <laughs> him with a little Dalton. I would love, like, to hear the, like, I hope that Kurt Russell writes a biography and that there's, a, like, two chapters about this movie. Yeah. Just because I want to hear the dirt on working with Stallone, especially in a movie like this. Well, I guess they didn't get along because they say that, that Stallone offered a role to Kurt Russell in The Expendables and Kurt Russell was like, no thanks. 
Um, yeah. Like, I, I worked with you once. That was enough for that me. That was good. I'm cool. Thanks. Yeah. Um, we mentioned previously that Stallone had the original director of photography, Barry Sonnenfeld, who's a fucking legend, had him fired because he didn't like the way he was lighting him. They went also, through four directors, which see, we also mentioned. See, see that probably he saw test footage and was like, why does Kurt look so much better than I do? Yeah. Why does he's, – he's good looking. He's got the great hair. What the book? I am the law. <laughs> All right, so you're saying four directors? They went through four directors, including, uh, you know, this guy, Andre, Andre Konchalovsky, or Konchalovsky, whatever. Does be done. The main guy. Uh, Who still gets billing in the movie yeah, as director, even though he was apparently fired. Some weird shit. Uh, Peter McDonald, who was second unit director, got an executive producer credit probably because he stepped in and directed a lot. Right. I think he also, McDonald had been also his director on Rambo 3. Okay. After he fired the original director on that movie. I like that the studio just was like, whatever you think, Sly. Yeah, just we're... Get we, it done. We're behind it's you. It's weird, right? It's bizarre. He had a lot more flops than he had hits in his yeah. career. But those, I, I yeah, I, H. L. Mencken. No one ever went poor by underestimating the poor taste of the American public. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. They brought in this guy Stuart. But that's it. They brought in this guy Stuart Baird, who was like the editing right, guru. Right. Yeah, I remember trying to saying. fix it up in post production. Um, and he, I guess he did what he could with Sly probably looking over his shoulder. I know. think they had. I think it might have been a movie they had the you know the release date pushed back or whatever yeah. because all this terrible shit was happening like that. But they said that it was one of these situations where the the final picture was locked like less than a week before the movie was supposed to come Love out. It. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it's fucking nuts, dude. That's like hearing about Mozart writing the overture to Don Giovanni the day before the opera opened. Strangely, that the original director Konchalovsky said. Like he praised yeah, he Stallone, liked Stallone and acted like he was you know a great guy, one of the better professionals I ever worked with and shit like this. That's weird. He's Russian. Oh man, he digs it. He's into he's into authoritarianism. <laughs> I saw it where Jack Palance like he took this role because it had apparently had some really juicy scenes with Stallone that is what he wanted to do, and then all those scenes got cut. That sucks. Before. Before I don't even think they filmed them. He said he never was on the same set as Stallone. I wonder what the, the scenes were. They must have the all film. been at the end of the movie or something. I don't know when it would have been. Maybe, maybe at the maybe, end, maybe, maybe in the, the prison. Maybe the character was more like a more visible villain in earlier drafts. Yeah. We don't really know. Because he becomes a shadow player in but this yeah, version. I'm trying to think. In the film, they come quote-unquote, face-to-face in the prison. Right. But according to Palance, he was never on set at the same time as Stallone, which they they could have shot that scene. They never were on screen at the same moment. And then he was in the Hall of Mirrors, but they never were on screen at the same moment either. Right. So, yeah. He said he never met Stallone in the entire production. Poor Jack Palance. Reason he took Man, that part. sucks. If I was Stallone, I'd I'd been like, I want to be in a scene with a fucking legend like Jack Palance. Yeah. Absolutely. But you know Stallone's probably like, I'm the legend. Fucking hell. I can see it, yeah. <laughs> Guaranteed. I know, absolutely. Um, he wants to be in a scene with me. And later on, we did get Stallone and Kurt Russell were both in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Right. Together. Not in, not ever with a scene together or anything right. like that. 
I'm sure, but yeah. Um, fuck, dude. That's Tango uh, and Cash. That is a lot of movie. It was a very short movie where almost nothing happens. I feel like I've been tortured. <laughs> I feel I like I've been hung from a laundry hook and electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope. I'm sorry I subjected you to this. No, this is what this is what this experience is all about. It's like revisiting these movies and discussing what works and what doesn't work. And some things work. Kurt Russell works. Yeah, he's a fucking. This, this movie would be unbearable without Kurt Russell. But yeah. because he's in it, it's like, whatever. He salvages the scenes that he's in, for the most part, to right. a great extent. 100%. Yeah, it's it's a fucking nutso movie. I'm glad it exists. I feel like I was on, like, yeah, on a trip or something. <laughs> this feels like, I mean, we said it before, if you gave an adolescent a shot at writing a movie, this is the type of shit that would have been the result. Yeah. It's just, there's no coherence to the plot. No one would ever have thought that you'd look back at something like Commando and be like, what a well-written movie. <laughs> the plot had a had a, had a follow-through, had a through-line to the story. Yeah. This is just like a series of plot holes. Yeah. <laughs> and terrible, like just, like whoever, just like, another. we need another joke, please. Another joke, please. More joke. Just pile them on. Yeah. Anyway. It makes the movie weaker. Yeah, anyway. I'm sorry, people. I mean, I hope... <laughs> I hope... I I would watch the movie again right now. We're but... probably gonna. I'm gonna pour some more bourbon and we're gonna do this again. It might be one of those that you just... The hundredth time you watch it, you realize it's You're like, genius. oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. This is amazing. It's like Bullet. <laughs> this is a movie that is important... To this genre, yeah, absolutely. That well, shit if, like if, this if nothing exists. else, it, yeah, exactly. If it's it's because you can look at it and be like, regardless of of how good it was, it was still it worked. People went and saw it in the theater. Yeah, I would have gone to see it. I'm sure. We're gonna have to watch. I, I wonder if on the Blu-ray that there's a trailer for the movie. I want to see how they advertise this bullshit. Let's find it. Let's, Let's do it. Let's find it. Watch it right now. Okay, I'm gonna. We're gonna go do that right now. Okay. Uh, you guys do what you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> but please come back on Monday because we're going to have more juicy stuff for you to listen to that's and to true. discuss we'll on your own time. We'll be back with a movie that's better because we couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't find anything worse. Um, uh, we hope you've true. enjoyed we this. This has still yet. been a lot of fun. I feel like I've laughed more during this than I have in a long time. Uh, and we need something to laugh at right yeah, now. Yeah, we appreciate you. Um, please check us out on the Instagram, Facebook. Tell all your friends. Stay safe, wear a mask, and we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs>